Avocado. Avocado. It's been a journey that has changed me as a human being mm. because now I found that in violence and in war there is peace. And that sounds really poetic and I, I apologize to anybody that feels like that might sound deep, but it's just the truth. Mm. There's, a, there's a peace that comes from knowing that all that is chaotic around you can be contained within yourself. And that's what MMA gives me. Ladies and gentlemen, you're welcome to The Young God, a podcast for gods. I'm your host, Rodney Amorgache, and my guest today is literally dripping, oozing with that God energy. At first, his resume reads like one we've all seen before. Software developer, content creator, those are all run-of-the-mill occupations. But then, it starts to get interesting. He's also a mixed martial artist. That's just a fancy way of saying he's a fighter. As in, not only can he throw a punch, he can take one too. This brother is a bad boy. He's also a friend, and this would be his second time on the show. His first time was all the way back in, say, season one? May last year, I believe. He was one of the first guests to accept my invitation. And get this, at the time, he was a full-time software developer who paid the bills building software for the federal government of Nigeria. He was also a YouTuber covering the Nigerian gaming scene. A year later, a mere 12 months later, he has become a lethal MMA fighter, about to quit his job with the government and take on the fighting scene, man. When we talk about personal growth and how a lot can change in 12 months, this guy is a living example and I can't wait to share his most fascinating story and state of mind with you. This is about a guy who went from being a software developer to a full-fledged fighter. Like he went from a nerd to a movie star in 12 months. His name is Oche Edache, aka Young Jolof. Remember the name because this brother is cooking. Our conversation was basically about how fighting changed his life, made him a better person. He broke down the details of what it feels like to be in a ring facing another human being with the intent to damage and destroy. He talked about the artistry behind the moves, the mentality and the mastery. He talked about the motions he went through after being thoroughly beaten by another man. Really and truly, his passion for fighting is inspiring. It just goes to show that you don't always have a passion for something before you start doing it. You don't need to have strong feelings about it or be on some kind of mission from day one. Sometimes the things you fall into by chance turn out to be the most important ones of all. As long as you go into it with a tiny bit of curiosity, you're all set. There's a lot we can learn from Oche with regards to applying oneself and the sense of fulfillment and confidence that comes with, you know, doing that. Oh, and one last thing. This episode coincidentally premiered three days to his 29th birthday. Talk about the universe speaking to all of us right now. So let me be the first to wish my brother a happy birthday in advance. May your punches always be hard and true. May your pain be champagne. All right then, let's get a taste of the jalof of Jay's serving. <laughs> it's lit.
We are we live? Are we, we're live. We're live right now. Hey. We're ready to go. We're giving the people what they want, right? You know. Mm, mm, mm. Actually, thank you for being here. Yes, Young Jalof. Young Jalof. Yes, yes. On, on Wednesdays, you can call me Young Jalof. Just Young Jalof exclusively. Today's Wednesday. Yeah, yeah, today's Wednesday. Today's Wednesday. <laughs> I, 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 had to, I had to backtrack myself. Cheers. What's good, man? Bro, good to see you. Yeah. How many guests have you had come on the show two times? Two times. You would be the fourth person. Osasu has come on twice. Mm. Jarrell has come on twice. Mm. And uh, I don't know, I think you'd be the third. So good you had to have him twice, right? Exactly. Yeah, so uh, nice you had to have him twice. Yeah, there's a, there's a sexual joke in there somewhere. But, yeah, yes. That's it. <laughs> nobody's questioning your sexuality, Robert. Don't worry. Nobody's, nobody's, nobody's questioning you. But yeah, man, it's good to be back second time. First time, I felt like I was, I was a good, I was in a good place, but I was in a different place from where I am now. Definitely. Yeah. Now I'm in a different place, and it feels good to be able to give back to the people. So yeah. You know, you give back to what people. <laughs> yeah, I mean the people, man. Yeah, the people, the people that made me this way. community, wherever I don't know, man, but yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Let's, let's let's talk about. You know, I mean, definitely a lot has changed since last time we, we did this. Last time we, we, we talked, Avengers Endgame came out. Wow. Yeah. Season finale of Game of Thrones. Wow. That, that, is a, that is a shit ton of time, man. You know, and a lot has happened since then. I can curse on your podcast, right? Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay, okay. Because we can't curse on combat culture. and like So it feels good to be able to curse on, on another podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's also the, um, the host, co-host of the Combat culture africa yes it is nigeria and africa's foremost mma po- podcast and news journalist news platform we do everything we create content we train we fight we go for events we do all- i was punching the face on my jaw as this place last week tuesday like so what are you waiting for come join us we're like every every weekend we're posting new stuff rodney has even been on our show as well so yeah yes i have mm-hmm. great group of guys and um and lady blessing our manager yes mm-hmm. yes and lady yeah. So man, like you're a, you're a um, programmer programmer by day, mm-hmm. and you've always been that. You're mm. also um, a content creator, yeah, I'm a content, creator. a gamer, yeah. and in less than what nine months, you're now training to fight in fucking Thailand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm in the MMA, in the MMA community. Like, how did that even like? But I swear, it feels it feels strange, like talking about it with um, just hearing somebody refer to me in that light but yeah what it was was that um as about nine months ago um i was i had a youtube channel the nigeria nerd i plugged that in the last time i was here um i had my job i'm a a software developer from nine to five i build uh, web applications and software that is used by the federal government of nigeria and to everybody apart from myself there should have been a feeling of satisfaction but I am something of an obsessive personality. Nothing is ever enough, mm-hmm. including myself. I'm never satisfied with anything. So, I, um, and I've been eyeing MMA for a while. Mm-hmm. The reason why I initially wanted to try MMA was from a place of insecurity. In other words, what if something happens to myself mm-hmm. or the people that I love mm-hmm. and I need to defend them, I need to protect them, I need to defend myself, what do I do? never been in fights my entire life and i was a skinny lanky guy why don't i do something about that so i started going to the gym about three years ago got buff got a lot better like i just built i had a really nice nicely defined body mm-hmm. but it felt like it was nothing to me because 
with all this body that you have, what can you do with it? Mm-hmm. Well, apart from pick girls up. But like, it was that you need to be able to implement <laughs> this into something else. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, okay, so you're physically fit now. MMA requires a shit ton of fitness. Why do you go into that? So spoke with Mayo, who last year went from being my friend to my brother and he's best friends with my brother so my brother eventually became my best one of my best friends mm. we had like a really nice circle between us so Never yeah it's a beautiful like if you see the three of us together like mm-hmm. it's a it's poetry in motion no, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm witness. yeah 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 like i love both of them so um, i told mayo like look i think i want to start fighting mm. but i was like for real it's like yeah because mayo is an ex-fighter and it's like, okay i'll train you so we started training and um, I started doing boxing. I was boxing solely for the first four months. Mm. And every, I started like everybody else. Mm. Didn't clueless, didn't know how to throw a punch, didn't know how to defend a punch, didn't know how to move around. And uh, after three months or so, because of how obsessive I am with everything, I, it, it was all I could dream about. I was watching old fights from Muhammad Ali, Thomas Hearns, um, Joe Fraser, um, anybody that I felt I could learn something from the old fights. Then I started watching all the Roy Joneses of our time, to Floyd Mayweather, to mm-hmm. Canelo Alvarez. And like I got really obsessed and entwined in that world. And there was a lot of growth by other people's admission. Mm-hmm. Things improved. I, got, I improved to the point where I started sparring with people. Yeah, I was getting hit, um, which is another thing with regards to combat. Because... While you're trying to inflict damage, damage will inevitably be inflicted upon oh, yeah, you yeah, as well. Sure. And I, that used to worry me, like, oh, what if they punch me in the face? What am I going to do? All that stuff. But it was... It's been a beautiful experience. I've had injuries. My shoulder popped out when I was wrestling. Um, my knee right now feels a little weird when I bend it because I was doing a lot of flexibility stuff in jiu-jitsu. Um, I've, my jaw was punched, like I got punched pretty hard. That's even on my Instagram right now. It's mm-hmm. the last video I posted. But like, it's been a journey that has changed me as a human being mm-hmm. because now I found that in violence and in war, there is peace. And that sounds really poetic. And I, I apologize to anybody that feels like that might sound deep, but it's just the truth. Mm-hmm. There's, this, there's a peace that comes from knowing that all that is chaotic around you can be contained within yourself. And that's what MMA gives me. So as it stands now, um, I'm training with my trainers, Mayo, Icebox, Okunu, shout outs to him. I love him to death. Chidi, B-Boy the Mill, Nuanko, that's my assistant coach as well. Love him like a brother. And they've both been grooming me. And there's a guy in town, in the country right now from Malaysia. His name is Andrew Osaho. Andrew is teaching, this has been my Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu coach as well. And we've made a lot of progress. So all this training is because... I want to go to Thailand in November. I'll go there for a six-week training camp with Mayo and Chidi. And um, at the end of those six weeks, I'm going to have my first amateur fight. Um, all of this is building somewhere, not necessarily towards being a fighter full-time, although I'm going to fight several times over the next couple of years. But there is a bubble and an opportunity that can be explored and enjoyed by Africans, not Nigerians, Africans, um, with regards to mixed martial arts and... It's going to be massive. People's lives are going to change. People are going to become millionaires. People are going to... Their lives will never be the same. People that were pushing, carrying cement up and down, doing in construction sites will become professional fighters and will be traveling around the world. Mm -hmm. And that bubble is going to burst sometime between the end of 2020 and the beginning of... and the end of 2021. It's going to be a 12-month window. And, yeah. Yeah, I feel like um, everything you've said now, especially with the... Your journey is, I, I can relate so much because on my end, 
as someone who somehow just stumbled into podcasting and then uh what nine months later i was inspired to like start a, a podcast network where i feel like i want to curate um culturally relevant shows that would help grow the podcasting you know culture Scene here right in in abuja nigeria mm-hmm. you know and i think one of the best ways to do that is to create the kind of shows that you know speak to the, the nigerian experience the african african experience you know, every time Joe Rogan and Gary Vee and all those guys, those guys are, you know, their audience... They are relevant, but they are relevant to a different audience. A different audience, yeah. you know. So I think there, there's a there's a, a gap here for, like, really interesting shows that, you know, relate to the um, Nigerian experience. Like, we have this idea for an NYC show. Mm. Yeah, we have this idea for um, an Uber driver's uh, show. You get that kind of thing. So many little different things we're trying to put together. And I feel like... You know, the same way you guys are trying to push MMA culture here, we're trying to push podcasting culture, and somehow we're here, like, and they're, like, intertwining. I think that's... Um, I don't think it's coincidental. I don't think yeah. anything is coincidental. And it's, it's... The thing about all of this, right, is you are uniquely positioned to do something that nobody else is doing. Imagine if the stars, the Heinekens, the UBAs, the GTBs of the world, the world being Nigeria discover that, oh, there are guys that sit down in their living rooms, talk about shit that they are interested in, and they reach, on average, you read maybe 50,000 people on a bad day. Mm-hmm. And they're like, wow, that's a market that we have not explored in any way. Mm-hmm. Just imagine that, that, that you just, you get the, the reputation that you that you are seeking in mm-hmm. maybe in the next four months or mm-hmm. whatever. And somebody comes and meets you and like, oh, this guy is doing shit. Let's put him on a billboard somewhere. Mm-hmm. Let's do it. Mm-hmm. Automatically, it stops being, ah, that podcasting thing is for nerds or people that don't have girlfriends. Like, mm-hmm. ah, you put our responsibility mm-hmm. at too. Like, wow, what is this guy doing that is... And that's what everybody doesn't, is not aware of. There's a tipping point. And it's gradually getting there. It's very, people are just get, are getting woke enough to mm-hmm. just realize that, hmm, there's something above, just beyond the horizon where mm-hmm. I can tap into. Mm-hmm. Podcasting is one such thing. I strongly believe mixed martial arts and combat sports is another such thing, especially with the success of Nigerians and Africans in that field. For a while, I wasn't even sold on it. Like when, when MMA just started coming out mm-hmm. and UFC, I was just like, I was fighting is not mm-hmm. really, you know, my thing. Mm-hmm. But then, you know, what you, what you start to realize when you, by the time you like look deep and closer is that these guys aren't just like Agurus who just be throwing punches and be, you know, there's actually like sense there is. and skill and like there all is. kinds of levels of this stuff. And Brother, there is. Like it's an art of fighting. Who knew? Yeah, there is. That's why it's called martial arts. It's yeah. the art of combat. It's the mm-hmm. art of war. It's the art of inflicting damage. In the, in the, in, in the, in, yes, in the, in the application of that art, brutal and violent things are done. But you cannot deny that there is an artistry to the way it's performed. Yeah. If you look at Israel Adesanya, the way he fights, Israel, Israel paints a picture. He paints a portrait on the faces and bodies of his opponents. Yeah. A very beautiful, visceral, and disturbing picture. If you cannot appreciate the beauty behind it, to be disturbing to you, mm-hmm. but it's a picture nonetheless. And when and the application of that art, the way it's done, the subtle mm-hmm. movements, the, it's it's something that once you cross over and you start to see it 
you can't unsee it. Mm. You don't look at a fight. I can't watch action movies anymore, choreographed action movies. I can watch John Wick because John Wick actually puts effort into into actually applying. Mm. But when you talk about the clean martial arts where it's a punch, a kick, it, a punch, jumping, they're flying, they're mm-hmm, doing, mm-hmm. I can't watch those anymore because <laughs> it's fairy tales. Now it's not, you know the yes, truth. Yes, the truth. Real violence, real violence applied by somebody who is who is educated in the art of violence is beautiful. Yeah. And I know that that's hard to swallow. And somebody who hears that without understanding the context will be like, what the hell? This guy's so disturbed. But it's... it's. I can watch an arm get popped now. Mm. As in somebody's shoulder. I can see someone in an arm bar and the arm would pop out. There was a very popular video last week. Um, somebody's arm actually popped. Like it looked like spaghetti when, the, when it was done. But when I was watching that, I saw that the arm got popped, but that didn't register to mm. me. What registered to me was the technique of the person that popped the arm. The leverage that the guy had on his forearm, the way he held on. And the person was seriously trying... The guy the guy whose arm got popped, what even made me notice him was his resilience because he would rather accept his arm being broken than admit defeat. Yeah. And in my mind, that is the heart of a warrior. Like, yeah. why... You would rather see yourself suffer damage that would last you six to nine months that look another man in the eye and say you beat me or tap and tell the referee to come and save you. Mm. If that doesn't tell you something about that person's spirit, that person's soul, their ideals as a human being, yeah. I don't know what does. So it, it transcends the physical. Like that's, mm. that's what it is. I mean, you, I saw one of your posts on Instagram. I'm not, I, I think it's com- the Combat Culture Instagram um, uh, page. Mm. You guys should definitely go check it out. They have amazing content. Mm. And I was looking at the one of John Jones <laughs> and the way you broke down <clears throat> that was me actually yeah, is, yeah. yeah was and me. I was like you know it was it was really fascinating just you know see, okay so this guy is actually like he's a god he's a young god he's 30, yeah. 31 he's a young god in that sphere in that sphere yeah. yeah when people talk about the greatest of all time who is the goat you cannot have that conversation without John Jones there are other people in that conversation but his name his place is, is etched forever mm. and it's just because of what he does what he did in the time, bro, it's beautiful, man. Like, as in, I can't talk about it who without. Do you, who do you mirror your fighting style? Well, I I really love Israel. Like, I love Israel. Yeah. Um, fun fact, like, uh, I'm I'm I'm, I'm my, the plan for me is to go to New Zealand um yeah. next year, mm-hmm. um, and I want to go train at, in New Zealand for a bit, and I want to train because I want to go to New Zealand specifically because Israel is there. Mm-hmm. It's the entire gym, everyone's there. I want to go train with them. Mm-hmm. I love Israel striking. Um, Israel moves like a, he just moves. He moves like it's it's a dance. He's a dancer actually. Dancers yeah. dancers are natural born fighters. Yeah. But he he the way he applies it, it's just beautiful. Mm. Then um, when it comes to wrestling and jujitsu and moving on the ground, it's actually Mayo that I, I mirror the most. Mm. Mayo, if you're when you're rolling with somebody, jujitsu they don't they don't call jujitsu sparring. When you're training with someone, you don't spar in jujitsu. You roll because mm. you guys are going to be on the ground mm. majority of the time. When you're rolling with Mario, it's like you're rolling with water. You know how you put your hand inside water and then it just absorbs your hand? That's what Mario does. He literally, you feel like you are fighting yourself. Every move, every position you take is being used against you. But it's not with force. It's like, oh, you're giving me this. Okay, I'm giving you this. Yeah. And that's how it feels. Yeah. So Mario is who I, I mirror. So like he uses your energy against exactly. you. Exactly. Your momentum against you. It's like you. water, literally. Yeah. Yeah. Then... Um, my, well, most of my influences are the people that train me. Chidi, Chidi is Chidi is another is another specimen entirely because Chidi, when you're fighting Chidi, 
feels like you are dancing. Mm-hmm. I'm starting salsa classes in two weeks, and I'm starting, and I'm going to be doing um, contemporary dance as well. Okay, yeah, I have it. I have someone like I've I con- concluded. Her name is Stephanie. She stopped. We're starting training. We're starting our classes in two weeks. The only reason we can't start this week is because I'm swimming at the moment, and because the guy teaching me jujitsu said swimming would help my hand-eye coordination. But Stephanie, like I told her, oh, I need to be able to move. Because when I would when I first started training with with mm. Chidi, Chidi would tell me punch me. Mm. Like I was still learning back then. Right now he wouldn't tell me to punch him because mm. like, a lot has changed. But <laughs> back then he would tell me punch me, and I would throw the punch, and Chidi would just slip. <clears throat> Each movement just mm. felt like he was dancing. Mm. And when you watch him fight, that's what it looks like. He's literally dancing with you, dancing you, dancing with you, kicking your leg, punching your face, moving. You throw a punch, it stops right in front of him. He's coming back with his. Mm-hmm. It's unconventional, but it's beautiful. Mm-hmm. And now, when he sees me train, he mm-hmm. sends me pictures. Like he sends me messages. Like he's never seen anybody fight like him. But since he started seeing me fight, I fight like him. So that's mm-hmm. that. So you can't really point at one person. <laughs> like you just mix and match, and then they all come to you. Then you, as a human being, now have your unique style that you apply to everything mm-hmm. and you become who you are. So. No man, I just I love I love stories like this man. I love like like growth. Like I love you know what this this yo bro. Like, <laughs> when I first met you, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. it, it bust my brain. Yeah, yeah. You know you know funny enough. The, the <laughs> I'm laughing because I remember like I know I know who you saw when you saw me yeah. back then. Yeah. I remember you know it, it was a different mindset and in a short space of time, people think like a year is a year is is so short now because. I can't remember you as the programmer who I'm was not, I'm not the same creating creating software yeah, for the government. government. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I'm still doing that, but I hate it. Now I'm only doing it because I need to pay my bills. Yeah, and now you found something that like actually gets absorbs me. I'm, I'm, I'm. If I, if I could live the ideal life, it would be one in which I fought and one in which I create content. Mm. And then no, one in which I was involved in the world of fighting because mm. I don't see myself fighting for very long. Yeah. Um, I'm 28 right now. The average fighter peaks at 35 mm. um there's a lot i could learn in the next two years that i could apply into which i will because i'm going to have a number of amateur fights mm. but for me it is that this world has so much to offer i was I, there's a post on my instagram right it's it details my my first encounter with defeat i met this guy shout out to farid Farid is the... It, I was actually going to get to that uh, part. Farid. I saw that post, how this guy gave uh, me the fear of God. He gave me... The, he, <laughs> I felt real fear. I was in... A, I, I'd never been beaten. I'm... At the expense of sounding proud, mm. I, I'm used to being a winner. I'm used to being at the top of my class. I'm used to... Well, I met somebody who, despite all my training, running, doing everything I can do, technique work, boxing, whatever, I stepped into the ring with this guy. And something you want you feel when you fight is if you're fighting somebody who's who has pressure, who's good at mm. what they're doing, the ring feels small. Yeah. All you see is the person in front of you. You yeah, don't yeah. see you don't see a human being, you just see a presence. Yeah. And I experienced that first with Chidi. I told him this and he started laughing. He said, Yeah, it happens when somebody has so I stepped into the ring with him and I was, and I've trained with him a number of times, but this was the first day. I was like, I've been doing this seven months now, man. Let me train. I told him, go all out. Let's, mm. let's go all out. Mm. Punch me as hard as you can. I'll do the same. Let's, let's actually go all out. And he started moving. And I was so overwhelmed. Like, I got punched more times in that, in the brief three minutes that we sparred. I got more punched more times in those three minutes that I've been punched in my entire life. Even when I see the punches coming, I try to defend. He knows I'm about to defend yeah, it. Yeah, and yeah. he does. 
so we had like a very intense round when it was done people came and met me and they were like oh like you did a good job you did this but i felt defeated that during in that same session my coach was screaming at me punch and move punch and move punch once move then punch twice mm. i was hearing what he was saying i knew the logic but my body couldn't move and later when i went home i realized i was fear like I'm, I've, I'm meet, I've met somebody who is a literal god at this mm. all i can do is bend down and worship i'm not yeah. going to resist this yeah. and it, it affected me deeply i couldn't train that week i would randomly be sitting down and i would just start crying like as in i'd be Are crying because it was deep he broke he, he took something of my soul yeah. with him that day and he's such a nice guy <laughs> i really after it was done he came and hugged me and it was like guy man you did such a good job you did this you did that but he took from me and that is that's what fighting is it's yeah. it's a it's an agreement that me and you are going to expose our wills to one another and whoever is the better man on this day takes from the other yeah. the victor the victor the victor even no matter how the victor praises the loser mm. he never gets any the loser never gets any yeah. validation from that you yeah. get better by losing but something is taken from you mm. and i felt that like i felt that defeat i felt that helplessness that I, I considered quitting. I was like, I'm, I don't think I'm good enough for this. I'm not mm. cut out for this. My body was paining me. I couldn't sleep for days. I was in pain. And you know what this reminds me of? Yeah. It reminds me of that date. Okay. Um, Linda Rousey. Ronda Rousey. Ronda Rousey. Yeah. She got beat, beat. the fuck up yes. by some babe and yes. she never fought again. Yes, yes. Holy home. And that's what it is. Shit. It's, it's, and she was at the top of her game it, before yeah, then. Yeah, that's what it is, bro. That's what fighting is. Each time, each time you see those guys, whenever you have the chance, anybody listening to this, right, watch, don't watch the fighters on fight night, like, after the fight goes up, go and watch what they are like after, like, what be, the back behind the scenes stuff, mm. they are a nervous mess, they are walking around, they are screaming at the top of their lungs, because there's so much pressure, there's so much fear, there's so much anxiety, and I experienced a fraction of that after getting beaten by this guy. And I and I didn't tell anyone. I couldn't sleep, couldn't do anything. I wasn't eating right. I wasn't training anymore. And I just spoke with Mayo about it. I just started laughing. And he said, even when he became pro, mm. that feeling never left. Each time you step in, you're proving not to your opponents, not to your coaches, you're proving to yourself mm. that this feeling of fear, you have the will to overcome it. Mm. Even when you are professional, it never leaves you. And it's like, guy, just go back in. And when we had that conversation, I started drafting my strategy. I said, okay, I'm going to do this. I'm going to fight with my left right, my left hand. That's my power hand. Now I need to do this. I need to do, do a lot more movement. And the next time we stepped in the ring, it was a different story. That was still feeling that pressure. Yeah, that fear. yeah me and Farid. Mm. I was still feeling that pressure, that fear. But once the cage closed, and I was like, guy, you've made it this far. Look at the person in front of you. Let's mm. go. And we danced. That was It was a literal exchange of yeah. ideas in that ring. Mm. And... It was beautiful. And now, all of a sudden, training with Farid is no longer scary. It's gonna, I'm, I, the next tr- challenge is what I am. I, he's now somebody that I am okay with yeah. taking a punch from. A punch mm-hmm. from. The next following day, he was sending messages like, guys, his entire body is paining him. Or that was an amazing spark. Mm-hmm. And man, I can't go into all the intricacies of what this thing does to you as a human being. But what it does is that it just... Like, you would literally be exchanging punches with someone. Every act, bit of anger and rage and diabolic diabolical any diabolical sense you have in you to cause damage to another human being you're applying it at that point like okay if i raise my hand i can block his eyes i can punch his tummy mm-hmm. when he's down i can punch him on the side and that'll, that'll send him to the floor you're thinking all these things but the moment that bell goes off the switch goes off you hug the person both of you are in an embrace and you're just yeah if you are not strong you could even start crying at that point because you've exchanged 
something that you can't explain to another human being. You need to be in the ring to understand. Brother, you can't. Some people see fighting, they don't know fighting. Yeah. It's, it's different. In the ring. So, for me now, the way I look at them, it's different. Like, this world, I want to be a part of this world. Mm-hmm. It's, I, I feel like there's a, there's a connection with anybody that I know that trains in one way or another. There's, mm-hmm. it's, it's something else. And that's the world. Like, God willing, I won't be at my job after this year. Mm-hmm. God willing. Um, I, I, mean, I intend to do a lot of traveling. I intend to be fully engrossed in this community, in this, in this mindset. In this. And another thing is that mm-hmm. when, you, when you train hard, it makes everything else easier. Mm-hmm. When you fight, your job feels easier. Mm-hmm. Being, uncomf- being uncomfortable it just feels, it feels like second nature. Your body, your mind becomes accustomed to the fact that, ah, I had to go three rounds with somebody, and with somebody who was trying to take my head off. Mm. Is he sitting down with you with and typing code or listening, looking at my boss, giving me instructions? I don't want to that will bother me. Like was was awkward moment again. No such thing. Like 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 you've broken through a barrier. Yeah, everything, yeah. even your confidence as a human being, like your your sexual energy, mm. your your capacity as an individual. People see you. One of the first things you you start hearing when you start training activists, people tell you, "Oh, you walk differently." Mm. And Maya told me. What mark my words when we get past where we're getting to? You know, people will tell you you walk different. I mean, two months I came and met my like, my it happened today. People were asking me that my walk is different. It's the energy, mm-hmm. everything. You are so aligned with who you are. You are so focused. You are so. Let me bust your head. Yeah. The 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 other that I knew when we first started getting acquainted, like what your your social media posts were like. And now yeah, it's a different thing. It's a different thing. Like yeah. now you're 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 more vulnerable. Yeah, yeah. You're like this, like you're telling like stories. Like you have a like a <laughs> life to draw from now. Do you yeah. like you, I, I don't think people understand like what it means to apply yourself. Like yeah. like what you what you do literally like becomes you, like it makes you. Mm-hmm. You know, what you try to create creates you. Mm-hmm. And it's like I'm just glad that I'm I'm witnessing it, you know, and I'm able to see like like draw parallels yeah. between you know your journey and mine mm-hmm. and even Mayo's and like just like body rocks like mm-hmm. you can just see like there's so many little things going on like body rocks like just a fucking place where yeah, people, people go to work go, out go to lose weight and now people are going there to learn how to fucking Fight. kick ass yeah, yeah. and you, you Growth, see another thing man. it's women women I have so much more appreciation for women now because women are a lot more the, the killer instinct that is required to hurt another human being mm-hmm. women are way more willing to tap into it and draw from it than men are mm. and get this it's mm. needed you need to be able to draw from that killer instinct you in fact you train yourself to stop looking at your opponent as a human being the person is a victim that you need to apply damage <laughs> to that's what it is <laughs> but women are way more I, I way quicker to turn that switch off on top of that i now found out that women don't gen- because women are not as muscular as men their limbs and their muscles don't generate as much lactic acid, which is what makes you get fatigued and tired after long bouts of physical activity. Yeah. So when you see a woman that has applied herself to this thing, they are literal killers. Mm. Like the way they move, they, they absorb it. They, it is who they are. They, yeah. it's, so, man, brother. Like, it makes sense. And that's why women are slept on. And I always feel like, you know, there is, if, if women are allowed to thrive in certain, like, um, scenarios, man, we'll see some actually, like, beautiful stuff you can separate that, that's why kobe was so much into women's game of basketball mm-hmm. like he had seen that mm-hmm. and only kobe like someone mm-hmm. can like see that mm-hmm. shit you know what i'm saying somebody who has reached the peak of that field or mm-hmm. that expertise he has seen that this particular gender they're doing it right doing it right and they can do it better yeah. under the right yeah under the right circumstances speaking of kobe funny thing is the day we, we talked about getting this podcast done mm-hmm. was the day he, passed. he died yeah 
Yeah, that's that's that was but that we spoke about that was a Sunday. That, that's that, 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 that was a Sunday. That thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah so the night that evening, as I was going back home, I looked yeah, at my phone. The and next that, thing, that was the same day I got it. Yeah. yeah, Kobe's 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 death, yeah. Kobe's death, like is there's some people you see you can imagine dying. I I I can say this right, like I can imagine certain people in my life, father figures, uncles, aunties. I imagine a time where. I'm going to get old, this person is going to pass away and I'll have to deal with their death. Yeah. But then some people, some celebrities especially, transcend death in your yeah, mind. Yeah. It's like you never imagine that this person can die. Let it's alone like, by a copter crash. Hey, thank you. Something as like, you yeah. see that this guy is in a blaze of glory, he's in the sky, he's... Well, yeah. But not that, something like that, like a car crash, a helicopter crash, something random, like why? Something an everyday thing he's been doing. Yeah, you know, that, that really like... You know, um, it's like Michael Jordan. I see my every time I see Michael Jordan, he looks older. Yeah. But I cannot imagine Michael Jordan dying. Yeah. I just can't, just because of what he embodies. Yeah. But a death like Kobe's kind of it just humanizes the entire thing and just reminds you that everybody. Yeah. Everybody. Everybody. everybody you know, one of the things that that I took exception to when he died was how everyone was like, you know, is a reminder to like every day is, is not is, is nothing's promised. You know, tell your loved ones you love them or you know, men relationship. And I was like, what? First of all, you do not need Kobe to die to remember. Like, that should be your your, your, day-to-day. your, your default setting mm-hmm. at this stage mm-hmm. in life. Especially if you're like 25 and older. Like, mm-hmm. you've lived enough and seen enough to know that nothing is promised. So, whenever I saw that, I was like, you're only ready. But then what I took from it was, you know, just, when you look at his life now, in retrospect, and everything he did, and everything he went through, and you know, how he was about to, it seemed like the second chapter of his life was about to be better yeah. than, yeah. you know and what it means to, and his, his basketball career was, was legendary, yeah, unmatched. unmatched, to think that he was going to be able to, 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 to top, that. top that, and then he now died, you know, I think that really like, what that made me do was like, man, whatever you're doing, man, just go harder, like you're doing something, just go harder, man, like, you, just, you've, you've taken it, you've taken the word right out of my mouth, that's you, it. just, just do and be your best, really, be your best, and um the black mamba man enjoy. the mamba mentality Bruh. So you have it, like it, that's literally it right there go hard yeah go hard no no excuses no go hard no no not defeat is not an option Just and, and there's this thing that he said he said one time that he said one plus one equals a billion have you heard that no i haven't heard that man. yeah basically it means that um whatever you do go for everything hmm. like don't don't prioritize one thing over the other. You know, these days, everyone's, people are either like, oh, I want to focus on my career, mm-hmm. I don't have time for relationships, mm-hmm. or vice versa. Mm-hmm. And, like, who's to say yeah, you that... Can't, you can't be everything and do everything, be, right? Be, be dope at your job and dope at your, you know, your, your relationships and stuff like that. I mean, and it, it just it just makes sense because we try to compartmentalize and, like, we put maybe our career goals higher than relationships. Meanwhile, when you really think about you it, you can have it all, right? You can have it all, and even at that, relationships, if anything, are more important than mm-hmm. any career goals. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. you find people who have it all, and then you be like, you know, I'm still lonely as fuck, and I want to kill myself. You know, and you're killing yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, meanwhile, the, the the goal is to have that, and then have a family to enjoy that with. I have a lot to learn in that regard because, um, in the pursuit of all of this, mm-hmm. I have personal relationships have taken a back burner for me i mean like i mean you have you have personal experience with this with regards to people that were in my life but mm-hmm. like i don't really think much about personal relationships because i'm so focused and so engrossed in this lifestyle right now that i don't mm-hmm. want to do anything else like mm-hmm. i don't want to 
spend time thinking about people's feelings or it is literally i'm literally just about the grind that is required to be good mm. at this not even great just good at this mm. so i think that's a lesson that i because I, I i i was spoke, talking with someone actually my ex-girlfriend we, we spoke about this once and she was telling me how elon musk mm. she feels elon musk as great as he is could be greater mm. and i said oh why why would you say that and she said because elon has has damaged his personal life and his personal relationships in pursuit of his legacy, his goals, his companies, mm, mm. and that a true, like a true, someone who is truly great would be able to do all. Yeah. And looking back on it now, I remember listening to her back then. I was like, mm, I, I see what you're saying, but maybe you're a bit idealistic. Mm. But now, I feel like that's actually the, the mark. Because look at our fathers, for instance. Yeah. Those of us who have fathers that we, res- we respect, that we look up to, mm. it's like they see, they still seem to be in the picture and with the family, despite providing for you, buying all the things that you wanted mm-hmm. and needed and got you there. Yeah. So, like, what, so what's your excuse? Are you yeah. greater? Are you, is your, I think you're dealing with more than you were dealing exactly. with back then. Exactly. Yeah. So. You know, I feel like, I feel like, um, the goal is just to be, is to be a well-rounded and well-balanced person and not, like, have one thing take too much precedence. I think, like, when I, whenever, now these days, when I hear someone say, oh, right now, I don't have time for relationships, I'm focusing on my goals, I'm like, what? Yeah. Like, what? Like, it just sounds alien to me now. Like, you should, the, the goal is to be able to to, to to develop yourself so that you have the everything. mental capacity to, to deal, you know, to be strong, to be yeah, good yeah. At, at at everything. And when, when I look at Kobe, you know, how after, when he, when after the, um, his third championship, and then after, during the period when he was dealing with the sexual assault allegations, and then at that time, it was like maturing into like an adult. He was like in his, late twenties, early thirties, he now began to like take like more like greater care of his family. He found that he figured there's one one documentary was like when he was younger, he was like dedicating everything to himself to be the best he could be. But as he grew older he found yeah, that you know like yeah. that is not really yeah. it. Like it's, it's still an it's still yeah. a means yeah. to an yeah. end, yeah. a greater goal. Yeah. Do you get what I'm saying? The survival of the units equals the survival of everyone like yeah but if only i survive then the unit suffers and yeah that makes sense you know so i feel like that's one lesson i took and um i'm gonna try and fucking life man fucking learning learning fucking fucking life (laughs) fucking learning every single day every Every single day day. so that's my that's my challenge to you man yeah man. as as much as you're so committed to being the best partner you can be i feel like all all the lessons and things you've learned like like i feel like you have a greater range of emotional intelligence now. Yeah, 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 yeah. Of course. Of so course. imagine you apply that to other places, you know, other aspects of your life. That um... next relationship will be fucking amazing. Like when, when, whenever that comes, um, mm. because there's so much inside of me now. Especially because I don't do New Year resolutions. Mm. I don't like New Year resolutions. But um, one of the things that I resolved to do this year was um, to be vulnerable. Actually, mm. I, and that was an intentional mm. uh, decision just be vulnerable with the people that I truly trust and to not be afraid or ashamed of it. Mm. So the, the, that's why this, you see the social media posts um, with all those stories that touch. It's not, it's not for, if it's not for emotional points, it's not for anything or political points. It's, it, it's because it's an intentional decision to be truly vulnerable with people mm. to realize that even if you're trying to do something that hasn't been done, something extraordinary, you are still feeling very human emotions as a result of them. And, and the best thing, is that not only are you like gaining that like release and you know 
whatever personal gain you get from that, but the numbers are going up. Yeah. Like that shit actually yeah. resonates with people. Yeah. Yeah. No more because, than anything. Because it's real. Yeah, exactly. It's real. So like that lets you know that that, that is the fucking essence of life and living, you know, to, to put yourself out there, do stuff and share your lessons. Mm-hmm. You get mm-hmm. and I like something that you said. Which is which is like basically the theme of this entire um conversation. Mm. And I read it so I don't get it wrong. Ah, interesting. <clears throat> These are my words you're about to read. Yes, your words. Mm, mm. For rice to become jollof, it must first be cooked. <laughs> Bro! Bro! <laughs> I forgot I wrote that. <laughs> that is sensei. Yeah. Somebody actually told me I should put that on a t shirt, actually. Yes. <laughs> that makes so much sense. Yeah. Like, that makes the whole. Like, that even gives the whole young jollof thing. Yeah. Like, even greater. That name is not just a cool sounding name. That name yeah. that name means a lot to me. That name that name signifies my transformation, my growth, my evolution, my You're vulnerability. Cooking, I'm constantly cooking, man. I need to remain hot. Because yeah, Jolof yeah. Jolof can't get cold. It can't, can't get cold. It can't, it can't, it can't. And yeah, man. It's like there's 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 <laughs> I'm not I'm happy. Like I'm happy I'm I'm not happy in the sense that I'm always happy. I'm just happy with where I am right mm. now. I embrace the sadness. I embrace the, the 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 vulnerability. I embrace the weakness. I embrace the self doubt. I embrace the growth, the joy, the, the happiness. Pain. I embrace the pain of the grind. Everything. No, no, the fucking pain of getting hit, man. Yeah, I, 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 I don't know how you go into that. I'm you, like anyone can. Anyone. That, that's another thing. Anybody, anybody, anybody can get hit. The 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 whole the, the the moral of the story is when you get hit, what happens? Do you look away or do you look forward? Yeah. The fighter looks forward. The person who does not, who is not ready to fight, looks away, and you get you get overwhelmed. Yeah. And that is not just some cool sounding sound bites. That is the actual truth of fighting. Mm-hmm. Every time you see Floyd Mayweather take a punch, and he he's still focused, he's in pain. Mm-hmm. You, you when you get punched in the eye, or you get punched on your temple, or you get mm-hmm. punched around your ear or your jaw, and you see how much that hurts. But the moment and fighters are predators, they mm. smell fear. Mm. So the moment you get punched and you, and the person turns, you're like, oh, I heard him. It's like if you're watching UFC commentary, you hear Joe Rogan screaming, oh, he's hurt, he's hurt. Everybody smells that blood. Yeah. Shark in the world. Sharks start to circle. Like, oh, let's eat this fucking guy let's right now. But what job. do you do if you're? Well, you're 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 a predator as well. It's mm. predator versus predator. It's two lions trying to determine who is going to be the king of the pride at this very moment. Yeah. Are you going to take a punch and look? You're going to take a punch and look at him and be like, "Nigga, is that all you have? Is mm-hmm, that all?" Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. These internal struggles are what make fighting so beautiful. Yeah. Every single time now, when you see somebody punched. Don't just think, don't just see them and look at oh, this guy is strong go. No, the guy is no strong go. <laughs> the guy is feeling that vulnerability, he's feeling that pain. At that point in time, he's thinking, why the fuck am I here? There are people that cry before they go. Professional fighters that throw up every single time. And like, yet they look forward. And if that isn't something you can use to help your life, I don't know what is, because that's mm-hmm. what life is. I read Rocky was saying, it's not about how much you can get hit. It's about how much you can get hit and keep moving forward. Because yeah. you have to keep moving forward. You have to. I'm a better human being now. I know that for a fact. Mm-hmm. I'm more emotionally intelligent. I'm more empathetic. I'm more. I'm, I'm stronger. But at the same time, I'm deeply. I'm. I don't. I don't really care. I can cry. I can mm-hmm. talk to people about weakness. I can be vulnerable. I can be weak. I can mm-hmm. be emotional. But that's just all part of the humanity struggle. At the end mm-hmm. of the day, it just helps you embrace everything better. So that's it, man. Well said, man. Yeah, Actually, this it. has been a, a very very fascinating conversation. I I. Uh, I was look, I've been looking forward to this. Ah, so ah, I, know, ah. I know you don't you don't hold back when it comes to yeah, yeah, we, yeah. We, we talk. So just yeah, yeah. yeah. So I mean, 
man, man, I'm, I'm, I'm proud. I can't wait to see. Also, you have a podcast coming. You're trying to yeah, yeah, on. yeah. So, um, so right now there is the Nigerian Nerd on YouTube. Please check that out if you're a nerd. Appreciate manga, nerd culture, whatever. Nigerian Nerds on YouTube. Please check that out. Then we have Combat Culture Africa, which delves really deeply into all the MMA stuff that we've talked about now. Mm. And then um, at some point in the second quarter of this year, I've not decided on the date yet. I'm going to have Cocktails and Conversation. No, sorry. Cocktails After Dark with Young Jolof. And it's going to be dealing with stories about with interesting people being vulnerable about stuff that they go through in their day-to-day lives. Mm. Young professionals, the creatives. And we're going to have a cocktail. We're going to drink half of a cocktail and when we're slightly inebriated, we have a complete tell-all conversation mm-hmm. about the struggles that you face in your life. So that's coming up in the second quarter of this year. So yeah, anticipate that, man. You heard it here first on the Young God podcast. The Young God. Man, from one God to another, thank you for coming on. I appreciate it, man. Pleasure is all and mine. Please, man. please keep it going. I can't yeah, wait to see yeah. you'll see me on, you'll see you'll see the fight on YouTube. Uh, maybe if we're lucky, you might see it on TV. Maybe if some of the things are working on, you might see it on your DSTV. But you'll see yes. it on YouTube definitely. Yes, my man. Yeah, man. And peace. One and only.